the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for the blessed privilege of sharing God's word with you today. As Pastor Rander continues his series on making the most of the precious gift of time, he shares biblical insights on finding balance in our Christian lives. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. Therefore, we have all we need to do what God assigns to us according to His will, not our will. The question is, are we willing to do so? We must trust God, follow His lead and the path He has prepared for us. For He and He alone knows the plans He has for us. Have Bible pen and paper handy. You must evaluate where you are in life, where you want to be, and what adjustments you need to make in the process to reach the desired goals God has placed in your heart. Sit before the Lord and and you talk to him about it and interact with him about his will and plan for your life. And God will work it out if you give him room in your life and allow his voice to be dominant in your life and not the competing voices of this world system. Uh, Then, number six, if you're going to make the most of your time, you must be honest with your limitations and know your boundaries. Be honest with your limitations and know your boundaries. In other words, you are wasting time when you are not functioning in your area of giftedness. You will become unproductive, frustrated, and miserable When you are attempting to serve beyond your capabilities. Let me just say that again. You will become unproductive, frustrated, and miserable when you are attempting to serve beyond your capabilities. Romans 12, 6a says, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. We're not all going to have the same gifts. We, God, God has made us all different, unique, and he's gifted us in unique ways. God has a purpose and plan for, for our life, but it will not come to fruition if you try to become someone you're not. God doesn't call you to be like everybody else. You were created to be uniquely you. Now, now if you try to be like somebody else, you're just only a copy of the original. Okay. You need to be your own original in the law. Are y'all hanging with me? I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you now. Go, go take it in. Go swallow it. Go, okay. I said, I said again, God has a purpose and plan for your life, but, but it will not come to fruition if you try to be someone you are not or try to make yourself fit where you don't belong. Refuse to be jealous of the gifts, talents, and skills of others, and that's including your spouse. That's including your spouses are jealous of other spouses' gifts. 
No, that you compliment one another. God has gifted you uniquely, differently. Thank God for the differences. If you, if you both want to be the same in every way, one of y'all is not needed. <laughs> God made you different. And you don't want to, God is a God of diversity. God is a creative God. And, and stop trying to put people in your box. You got to do it this way. No, they don't have to do it that way. That, that's not the only way things can be done. That's more one way to get to your house. Huh? <laughs> if that person want to go another way, if it's a long way, let them take the scenic route. Don't fall out because he wants to take the scenic route. Now, he might be lost, but let him take the scenic route. <laughs> Know what God has gifted you to do and then do it with all your heart. Know what God has gifted you to do and then do it with all your heart. You're going to answer to God for what he has gifted you to do. Not everybody else. You can't be like me. You are not me. I'm me. You are you. And I need to appreciate you for who you are. And you need to appreciate appreciate me for how God created me. And watch God work so uniquely in blending us together and bringing us together in unity of the spirit. And watch us just flourish as we appreciate the differences in each other. Number seven. Delegation is so important when it comes to managing our time wisely. Delegation is so important when it comes to managing our time wisely. Uh, I, uh, I hope you have your Bible here. I know you got those, uh, uh, those little cell phones and gadgets and tablets, but sometimes you need the Bible so you can turn the pages and, and write in them and make little side notes and stuff because I'm going to say some things here. Uh, if you have your Bible, but if you don't, just go and use the software. Exodus chapter 18, verse 14, then verses 17 through 19a, and then we'll skip down to verses 21 and 22. I can't read all of it in its entirety. You can read the whole chapter and get the whole gist, but I'm just going to read portions of it so we can, can see what God is saying. Delegation is so important when it comes to managing our time wisely. Uh, in Exodus chapter 18, verse 14, it starts here. So when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did for the people, his father-in-law said, look look at the father-in-law, daddy-in-law here. What is this thing that you are doing for the people? In other words, he said, Moses, what you doing, man? Let's put it in common expression. Why do you sit alone? Underline that alone. Don't be afraid to mark in your Bible. Sit alone and all the people. You know how many people was it was made up that Israeli society? About 2.4 million. It was over 2 million. Why do you sit? Why do you alone sit and all the people? That's a bunch of them standing in line, you know? Stand before you from morning until evening. That's all day Monday, 
all day Tuesday, morning to evening, dealing with their issues. Verse, skip down to verse 17. So Moses, Moses' father-in-law said to him, look at, look at what he said. The thing that you do is not good. <laughs> no, but let's stop right there. Can anybody tell you that? Ooh, some of y'all oh, just about slap somebody's face. <laughs> somebody, come, somebody tell you that I really love you. Now, the thing that you're doing right now is not, I know what I'm doing. I don't see Moses saying, I don't know what, I, I know what I'm doing. You, you don't see him saying, I know what I'm doing. You just uh, let me have this. God called me. I saw the bush burning, not you. <laughs> I'm in charge here. <laughs> Jethro told Moses, the thing that you do is not good, my son. Verse 18, but you and these people who are with you, you will surely wear yourself out. Let me stop right there. Wise is the man or woman who knows how to ask for help. Wear yourself out. Ministry will kill me if I don't get help. I'm too old to think that I can run this church by myself. I'd be in the grave yesterday. I don't try. And then you got to watch people. People will wear you out, run you down, have you everywhere. And you look around, they done left the church. All your energy just gone. You even know they gone. <laughs> Won't y'all say amen? Y'all laughing because you know it's true. Just wear you out. Funerals and hospitals and counseling and this and that. You look like, where are they? Gone. You're right. Gone. Gone down the street to, to suck, up, suck off the next ministry. And then once they glean off they can, then they... Y'all hanging with me. You will surely wear yourself out. For this thing is too much for you, man. You are not able to perform it by yourself. In other words, ministry is too big for you to be doing by yourself. Making the most of the time God has given us requires spiritual commitment. Pastor Rander encourages us with these words of wisdom to help us. Begin each day by asking the Holy Spirit to set and prioritize our agenda. Expect the unexpected. Gain spiritual insights on how we spend our time. Set the example for our children. Set personal goals. Acknowledge our limitations and boundaries. Confront the realities of life. And realize the importance of rest and relaxation. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Verse 19. Now, here you go. Listen now to my voice. Some of y'all, now, some of y'all get huffy right there. Who you think you are? You ain't God. So some of y'all, some of y'all hard to teach. Some of y'all can be difficult. You know, who you think you are? You go tell me what to do. What school you went to? Listen, the educated person 
may not have the sense of the uneducated. <laughs> you can be educated and be a fool. You do know that, don't you? <laughs> Matter of fact, it's nothing like an educated fool. But Moses, Mo, Mo, Je, Moses' father-in-law, Jethro says, uh, l- listen now to my voice, Moses. I will give you counsel and God will be with you. Man, he had a walk with God. He said, now you listen to me. God's going to be with you. In other words, he was saying, I'm, I'm speaking from the Lord. There are some people God put in your life. They're speaking from God. And you don't even have enough spirituality to know that they are speaking from God to you. He, he says, he says, and God be with will be with you. Verse 21, moreover, you shall select from all the people, able men, not little puny people, people who tuck their tail and run. In ministry, we need people who can stand with you. When the going get tough, the tough get going. Oh, I love my pastor. I'm with him. I'm, I got, I'm airing under her. I'm going to hold up his hand. And then when that little storm come in, gone. First one out the door. I said, where did you go? Gone. Gone. Moreover, you shall select from all the people able men. Not no wimps. Such as fear God, have a reverential fear for God. Men of truth, not liars and slanderers, gossip and messy. You make more mess than you can clean up. Hating covetousness, it's not all about what they can get. And place such men over them to be rulers. These are the kind of men, here's the criteria for your leadership in the congregation. Now, I want you to put the people... For, for, Put some folk in charge, your leadership in charge here. Organize the leadership. Rulers of thousands. Rulers of hundreds. Now those who are rulers of hundreds can't be jealous of those who are rulers of thousands. You can only handle the rulers of hundreds. So don't get huffy because you don't have thousands. I'm not asking God for a 5,000 member congregation. I can barely handle what I got. Okay, so it's a breakdown. God dispenses according to the giftedness within that person's capabilities. You see that here. And place such over them to be rulers of thousands. Some of them can't handle but fifties. Rulers of fifty, that's all you can handle. Don't be looking at the man that's got a hundred. Don't look at those that got thousands. Be satisfied with the fifties. Rulers of tens, some of y'all can't handle but ten. And you mess that up. Ten folk, and you can't, you got ten folk on your family ministry list, and you can't call them. <laughs> can't call, don't have a ten. Not, you don't have fifty, just got ten. Okay, give me a count for the quarterly meeting. Oh, I had my children, and I had the Boy Scouts, and I had children, my child had cheerleader and I couldn't do this. You couldn't handle your, some of y'all can't handle your Sunday school class. You can't show up on, on time. If at all, show up. 
But you're in leadership and then people move you. You sulking and mad and pouting and mad at the world and just as wrong as you can be. Allow them to judge the people at all times. In other words, you see that at all times? He said, now you stay out of that. Don't get in it. That's why pastors sometimes burn out. They get in stuff that they ought not be in. You can't get in everything. Then it will be that every great matter they shall bring to you, the great issues. But every small matter they themselves will judge, those that have been delegated uh, those numbers. So Moses, it will be easier for you, man, for they will bear the burden with you. You see what I'm saying? That's the Bible. Let me, t- let me say something about this, and I, I'll move on. Uh, in this passage, I see accountability, ac- listening, and being willing to delegate is so vital for productivity, progress, and success. Let me say it again. Accountability, listening, and being willing to delegate is so vital for productivity, progress and success. Moses allowed his father-in-law Jethro to speak into his life, give him instructions on delegation, and then how to organize his leadership to prevent Moses from burning out. Are y'all hanging with me? Beloved, you must know when you need help and not have too much pride to ask for it. Believing that no one can do a task as well as you is prideful. Keep out, look, seek out those who think and process things well. Now, now all you can do is put a, now the worst thing you can do is put a dysfunctional person in charge of ten, fifties, hundreds, or thousands. And you're going to have a dysfunctional church. So, so you need you need persons who who can process things well, who knows how to get things done, and then let them do it without your micromanaging them. Okay, this goes for secular jobs. It goes for church. It goes for this, this goes across the gamut. If you want success, y'all hanging with me? A couple more, and I'll be done. Number eight. You make the most of your time when you confront the reality that you must start over. You make the most of your time when you confront the reality that you must start over. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, and then verses 4 and 5, it says, Now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family. That's why some of you can't move on. You're so tied to your family. some, Some of you, your family hold you back. And from your father's house to a land that I will show you. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75, underline this, Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. 75 years old, starting over. A senior citizen. Three score and 10 is 70. He's five years past 70, starting over. Verse five. Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and his nephew, 
and all their possessions and they, that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haran and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. The call of God upon Abram's life required him to start over. The call of God in my life caused my wife and I and our two babies at the time to start over. When we left Houston and left our jobs, our brand new home, left all our friends and family and moved almost 200 miles west. The tiny little Baptist church and started over making $400 a week for a family of four equating to $1,600 a month from the monies we were making. Some people say, you crazy? I wouldn't go down there. You going to take your retirement out? You going to draw it all out? You going to do that? I said, yeah. Who told you? God. When you going? As soon as possible. And I'm so glad we obeyed. And even more, I'm glad my wife believed that God was speaking to me. Now, you, husbands, you can't live any kind of way and expect, and now you want to leave and say, honey, follow me. She don't want to follow you. You acting all crazy. You got to have some sense of spirituality about yourself. I don't care if you call yourself a preacher, deacon, whatever you call yourself. Be, be real. Then when you say the call of God is on your life, she say, I've seen enough in your life to know the call of God is on your life. I'm going with you. Some of these women to say real fast, he called you, he didn't call me. <laughs> I thank God she believed God with me. And look what God has bought us after 35 years. The call of God upon Abram's life required him to start over. He was 75 years old when he took Sarah, his wife, nephew Lot, left Haran, and departed for the land of Canaan. Many have to start over because of losing everything in floods, losing everything in hurricanes. Many start over losing everything in fires and tornadoes. Many have to start over because of an unwanted divorce. And have to start all over after 20 years of marriage, 30 years of marriage. Many start over having to relocate to another city or even country. Many have to start over because they made a bad decision. They didn't hear God. They didn't take sound counsel. So they made a bad decision and the losses were so great that they had to start over. Many start over because of experiencing failure. I mean, you studied hard for law school, but just couldn't pass that bar. You studied hard for that nursing exam, but just couldn't pass. Tried to make that team, got cut. Tried to pass qualifying exams, couldn't. That's okay. You know what? Sometimes God will cause you to fail to get you where he really wants you to be. And sometimes failure can be your best guide if you stop whining and ask God to show you what he's up to. Are y'all hanging with me? Oh, God, help me preach this message. You have to start over when you experience failure. 
Many have to start over because of the death of a loved one, a mother, a father, a husband, a brother, a sister, a child, uh, which causes you to lose valuable time. You sit in a rut. You soak. You sit. You sour. You refuse to live because you have to start over. Get up! There are so many, so many, who have difficulty getting over change and life's transitions. They don't like change. Sometimes God turns your world upside down, changes everything so he can get you where he wants you to be. Life has its transitions. You must accept the things you cannot change. Ask the Lord to help you pick up the broken pieces of your life and move forward. Starting over means that life goes on. You need to write that down. Starting over means life goes on. Now, sometimes you got to cry. It hurts when you don't pass a test. It hurts when death comes. You make a bad decision, experience failure. Does it hurt? Yeah. Go on, cry. Go on and throw yourself the biggest pity party on this side of the Mississippi River. After you've done your crying and thrown yourself a big pity party, then look to Jesus Ask him to lift you up out of the pit and help you start over. The Lord will help those who cry out to him. The scripture says in Psalms 34, 17, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them all out of trouble. Beloved, starting over is not always a bad thing. Okay? If you look at it from God's perspective, it can be a time of new beginnings. As Christians, our top priority is glorifying and serving our Heavenly Father. Life is too short and the times in which we live bear unquestionable evidence that we must stand for what is right and good according to the Word of God. We must stand up for Jesus who came to save us from our sins. How can we not make the most of God's precious gift of time? If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.